It is Carlos Gill. And Carlos, welcome. Uh, I think our audience largely knows you, but you still deserve an introduction. You're, uh, he's an international keynote speaker. He's got, uh, what, almost a dozen years of corporate experience and entrepreneurial experience in social media. Uh, and now is running his own marketing agency called Gill Media, and he's got his first book out. It's called The End of Marketing, and you can find it at LivestreamDeals.com, top of the page. Carlos, thanks so much for joining us, and congratulations. Writing a book is a, a really big accomplishment. Thank you, Ross. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me here on Livestream Deals with your audience. So the exciting thing is that The End of Marketing actually came out today in the UK and most of the world, the book actually drops in the US and Canada on October 29th. So we have to wait just a few more weeks, but today is actually launch day internationally overseas. So this is the first interview that I do officially as a published author. Wow. Well, we are super honored. Thank you so much for uh, picking live stream, inter live stream deals for that first interview. Um, so let's start right with the title. Uh, obviously the end of marketing doesn't mean that we in who are in business don't have to market anymore. And it doesn't mean that marketing doesn't matter. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to say that it really means that the way we've been marketing has to change. Talk a little bit about, uh, what isn't working anymore and what people should start looking to do, uh, to get caught up with how we want to market in 2019 and beyond. Well, you know, it's funny because the title in itself, End of Marketing, is one that by design was intended to be polarizing. Right. When I when I sat down and really thought about this project and I started writing the proposal and I was pitching it to my publisher, Kogan Page, I wanted to write a book that, first of all, as you're walking through an airport, it's going to stand out. So you have the X, right, on the cover. It's orange. It's bright. It jumps out at you. But, you know, titles mean everything. And, you know, there's that old school saying you can't judge a book by its cover. But I was actually looking to go in the opposite direction. I want people to see the title and just right out of the jump be curious and, and pique their interest. Right. At the end of the day, I'm a marketer. So that's like the irony in this is the title by design was intended to get your attention. So the, the other ironic thing is that the first line of the book, so spoiler alert, is marketing and then in parentheses, as we know it, parentheses is dead. And there was a book that came out, I want to say like two decades ago. And I actually didn't know this until we had already gone, I believe, to production. I started Googling end of marketing book. There's a book that kind of resurfaced that was written about two decades ago called the end of marketing as we know it. So, you know, I'll tell you this, like, and I, I document this in the book quite a bit, like marketing in itself has so many different meanings. Like you can consider sales marketing brand building brand awareness like there's so much that goes into marketing it's not just one thing and the book and the marketing really is a playbook to help humanize your brand because let's face it there is a new form of marketing thanks to technology thanks to social media and a lot of brands are struggling with staying relevant you know i refer to the internet as this giant digital ocean and the reason why i refer to it as a giant digital ocean is because there's so much noise like you and I are here streaming right now on a Thursday afternoon, right? This is taking actually attention away from other companies because right now there are people watching that instead of watching you and I, they could be consuming content from their favorite brand. So uh, again, I wanted to write a, a piece that has longevity and 
really elasticity for not just the current generation of marketers that currently exist and is struggling to keep up, but really with the next generation of marketers that very soon will be entering the workforce and have to leverage these technologies to grow their businesses and their brands. And then like one, you know, before I turn it back over to you, like one key element in all of this is the advancements in AI that we just now are starting to be introduced to, but we haven't even scratched the surface on this, Ross. Like I, I go deep in this, man. Um, I was really passionate about writing this from the standpoint of helping professionals stay employed over the next decade, because there will be this AI apocalypse that I write about in the book that very soon takes over our ecosystem in marketing. And what I'm referring to is technologies that will make marketing more efficient, more personalized, and really remo remove the human element. And once AI replaces marketers or replaces people, that's going to potentially result in millions of jobs being lost. Uh, that's that's the reality. So like the hidden message, if you will, the key theme throughout the book is whether you want to refer to marketing as marketing or not, relationships are really what matters. And even in an age where we will see AI step in and robots eventually do things for us that traditionally a human being would have had to do, the human relationship is priceless. And that in itself is the commodity that we should be after. So one day you'll have my avatar and your avatar having these conversations while we're off at the beach or doing something else. <laughs> so imagine this. Yeah, no, you're right. right. Like, Go ahead. Imagine this. Like right now, there is probably enough content of your voice and my voice, along with our thoughts that we've shared over a decade through tweets and Facebook posts and Instagram posts. Imagine where all of that data and like can be all merged together and then all of a sudden AI can take my voice and take my tweets and just repeat what I've already written, but combine it together right. to have a conversation. Like we're not too far away from that happening. Um, even AI influencers, right? We're seeing this already happen. If you look at uh, Lil Michaela, she's uh, what, what looks like a 19 year old Instagram influencer with almost 2 million followers on Instagram. She's an AI. She doesn't exist, but right. is verified, has brand deals. Uh, KFC now is using, instead of using the traditional kernel, they've created what looks to be like Zac Efron-esque, good-looking, younger guy that's an AI influencer who's now the face of, of Kentucky Fried Chicken. Wow. We're, we're talking with Carlos Gill, the author of the new book, The End of Marketing. It drops today in the UK and it comes out in the US uh, the 29th. You can pre-order uh, by going to livestreamdeals.com. And we're talking about automation, obviously, and the impact that will have. Um, well, we're, ta we're talking about AI, but actually it brings me back to automation we saw the impact that automations had on Twitter over the last three or four years where those real-time conversations that many of us kind of kind of drove our whole social our whole social ecosystem kind of s came out of a lot of what was going on on Twitter. And now that seems to only exist at that type of volume in politics and live events and sports. and I guess I'm a little concerned about when automation comes uh, from automation to AI, you combine the two, 
Uh, is anybody going to be having real-time conversations on social anymore? Well, define a real-time conversation, right? Content is shared every nanosecond of the day. So whether it's an auto post using even a tool like Buffer or AI or you and I just tweeting, right? That's where you start to have to like really go down to the minutia of what is considered real time, what's considered real. Right. Because I know I've had these conversations with colleagues, you know, I've played around with using bots on Instagram and, and Twitter and whatnot. It's been, you know, met with criticism before by by people in our industry, but the reality of this, Ross, is what AI is intended to do is optimize processes, remove the human element, so essentially you can focus on other tasks that normally right. you would have to like press buttons on your own. So I think that, go or not that I think, I believe going forward, what we will see more of is private conversations being had in smaller forums. I think we're gonna, actually start seeing more people relying on this sort of dialogue, especially as we tra you know, transfer over to virtual reality at some point. And like I said before, the hu human touch is, is something that is gonna become more of a commodity and more priceless than ever before. Because here's the thing, you and I are human beings, right? We're not robots, we're not AI. So right. you can see an AI you know, influencer, like Lil Michaela, like I said before the KFC, uh kernel example and you can admire the aesthetics but in reality it's not someone that you can interact with and have a true relationship with right and one of the things that um uh, i've heard you talk about in in your speaking and now uh is it going to be a big part of the book is how people really want to interact with and consume content from people and how influencers who have a big personal brand are doing much better than brands are doing. So instead of a brand maybe hiring a celebrity mm -hmm. to be uh, endorsing the brand in a commercial, it's how do we get our product into their content? Mm -hmm. And how do we get our name and what we're doing highlighted by that person to their passionate fans? Yeah, that's that's a really good question, Ross. And I'm, I'm glad that you bring that up because throughout the end of marketing, I bring to light that people today are brands. So there's this misconception that a brand is limited to a corporation. What a brand really is, is it's a logo. Now, I actually said this when I was on stage today here in Charlotte. I am a fan of, let's say, Ted Baker and Ferragamo. These are brands that I wear all the time. I enjoy you know, buying, I spend money with these brands all the time. I could care less what they have to say on social media. It doesn't affect me or impact my decisions either way. So like we need to get to a point where we are brutally honest with ourselves as marketers, as business operators around the notion of what does social media really do for a corporation? Now, I like to use myself as an example and as a case study. I've successfully been able to brand, build a brand for myself as an individual. That brand I can monetize, whether it's through speaking or books or influencer gigs, right? Because I've established a brand. You don't need to see a logo, you just see the face. And that is where companies need to shift and pivot if they want to reclaim relevancy over the next 10 years. Honestly, even, even, even shorter than that. 
there's going to start to be a consolidation of corporations online that start realizing that they're not getting any value by having an account on Twitter or posting endless content on Facebook or Instagram that's not being consumed or engaged with that they can't really justify the ROI. So what you what you have now is the reality that people today are brands, people have reach, people have influence. Every single person online has influence. Influencers themselves will be more affected over the next 10 years by advances in technology than even traditional corporations do. Now, what traditional corporations have from an opportunity standpoint is the ability and opportunity right in front of them to leverage their employees. Their greatest asset is the people that they're paying a paycheck to. And I know employee advocacy by no means is anything new. So like I didn't necessarily write them to marketing to introduce employee advocacy as like this new thought or idea, but more or less to plant the seed in the minds of marketers that you need to replace your brand's logo with a human face. And that is a new form of thinking. So if you're Coca-Cola going forward, instead of having the Coke logo as what people see on your Twitter account, make it actually be a person or a group of people or have multiple accounts that operate almost like brand ambassadors or influencers, but representing the Coca-Cola brand or any other brand, like insert brand here, you have an actual person who's your storyteller and they're your spokesperson. And then where you bring influencers into the mix is influencers have a very unique skill set that your average marketer doesn't have. And that's the ability to storytell. That's the ability to captivate someone's attention. And that's very different than what marketing is. I think you'll start to see influencers being hired by corporations to really be ambassadors first, influencers second. That's really interesting. And I, I think another aspect of it, so you're talking about influencers, you're talking about your employees using mm -hmm. their social media accounts to amplify the brand message and, and share their passion for what they're doing related to the brand, their knowledge, their expertise. There's right. so many different things. Um, and then the other piece of it, I, I think, would be the customers as well, because some of the best storytelling comes from a customer journey from someone who say they were working with you and they came in and their social media was a mess. They weren't getting any results. wasn't driving any business. You put a plan together and a year later, they're now getting clients that they never had before. That, that whole arc is, a, is a perfect story for a brand to tell through the voice of that customer who would love to, to have the ability to have their business highlighted within the bigger brands, uh, social ecosphere. So it's like, it's a win-win for everybody. You're, you're absolutely right. You know, and it's, it's no secret. Like you, you follow me, Ross, you see that I travel a lot. I'm on stages quite a bit. And what I want to say is that for the last, maybe, I don't know, three or four years before I sat down, actually even pitched them the marketing and eventually wrote it. I started using these conferences as opportunities to almost create like my own focus group. So I would go to these conferences and I still do this and I hear feedback. As soon as I get off the stage, there's always going to be people that want to tell me their problems. And when I, what I mean by that is they're coming to me because they're seeking for guidance, but they're, they're telling me over and over like the same consistent patterns. We're posting content. We're not getting engagement. We're on all these social networks. We don't have resources. Like, once you hear over and over the same problems that virtually every company has, 
I started taking all this intel and I started saying to myself, okay, so what does the future hold? And that is what came to be the end of marketing, which is stop what you're doing now first. Like this is the framework. Stop what you're doing now and analyze, is there any value that you're getting from any of these social networks? Um, and if you're not, it's okay. Because I'm gonna tell you how you can get even more value than probably what you even knew existed. What social networks are, a lot of people think that they're content marketing platforms, and they are, but what they really are is they're search engines. So you can go on Twitter right now and you can type in, regardless of what you're trying to sell, what product you have, what service you have, you can go on Twitter right now and type in people that are looking for your service. I'll give you an I'll give you an example of this, okay? And this is this is this is kind of cool, kind of more like you know, Carlos Skills pro tips of what he does. I get an email sent to me every single morning that has a search query from Twitter of people that have tweeted in the last twenty four hours the words "best business book." That means someone at some point on Twitter tweeted a tweet that has "best business book." It can be this is the best business book I've read. What are your recommendations on best business books? You see where I'm going with that. For the last 30 days, I've been using that search query every single morning when I get that email sent to me to tweet at those people directly. So what am I using social media for in this case? It's not to post content as it is to leverage Twitter in this case as a search engine to gain intel into who's a potential buyer and then I'm going directly to them one-on-one. -on -one. Content in the form of conversations is the name of the game because now I'm able to go to you directly instead of expecting you to come to me. You see how that transaction works there? Right. And this is what I say to brands throughout my keynotes. This is what I, what I, what I preach throughout the book is pivot away from what you've historically been doing, which is making your content exclusive to your brand and start becoming an inclusive brand. And what I mean by inclusive is you're a part of the community. You are going to others. You're not expecting for you to build your own community and have all these people come to you because the reality is that people are not coming to you right now as it is. So there's this, there's this shift in thought of looking at social networks as content marketing engines, actually being search engines to find real customers. So what I'm hearing is you don't always have to lead a community. You just have to participate be helpful That's it. and and engage with people within an already existing community and there'll be more than enough people there for you to move your business along in a better direction in terms of the results that you're getting on social media. That's it. That's all you have to do. So many people are, are trying. And when I say people, I'm not just referring to corporate brands. I'm referring to individuals that are trying to become influential and trying to build their reach. Look, Ross, you have platforms like Facebook that give you access to 2 billion active users. Instagram, 1 billion. LinkedIn, 600 million. Twitter, over 300 million. Like These are real user accounts. Granted, you're not going to be able to reach everyone. You're not going to appeal to everyone out there. But if you find the individuals that are speaking about what it is you do, similar topics, similar interests, it honestly, social media 101, it's, it's what I started doing in 2009 when I joined Twitter. And I've done almost every single day right. since then. It's finding people to connect with and really going back to why we're all on social media. And that's to socialize first and sell second. 
Quick question from Dan Courier, who's watching on uh, Facebook. What service do you use to generate that search email? I use Brand24. Brand24. I'm sure Brand24 will enjoy that, that, that plug. So I use Brand24. There's other social listening services out there. But again, what you really want to do, Dan, and those watching is you want to create search queries, whatever platform you use, and then get an email digest sent to you every morning for that search query. I won't tell you all the ones that I have set up because I can't reveal all my all my magic tricks, Ross. But um, yeah, I've got I've got a few good searches that come my way. And you know, others are also monitoring what's being said about my brand. Um, you know, I wouldn't be a savage marketer if I didn't monitor what's being said about other people in my industry uh, and other other brands I want to do work with. So I, I would say for anyone that's watching this, and has been pushing content out rapid rates, thinking that the name of the game here in play is to just push out content, you've been mistaken. You played yourself, like DJ Khaled says. Instead, you need to take the tide and the momentum and bring it back in your favor and just leverage data that already exists. Wow, that's powerful stuff. Thank you, Carlos. The book is The End of Marketing. Carlos Gill knows what he's talking about. He's been on the corporate side. He's built a personal brand. He's running a marketing agency. He's spoken all over the world. And it's an honor to have you on. And congratulations on the book. And check out livestreamdeals.com. You can't miss it in the upper left-hand corner of the homepage. It's right there. Click on the book. Learn more about it. Ross, thank you so much. I really appreciate your support and your time. Thanks, Carlos. Great talking to you.